Let's get this party started. Happy Leon Day, everyone. And in case you didn't know, Leon is Noel spelt backwards. I'm not going to go into how Leon Day came to be, and I would highly suggest you listen to either Tim's Can't Wait for Christmas episode 12 or the My Merry Christmas Merry Little Podcast episodes on Leon Day. Or I believe this month's episodes from Brian's Christmas Past and also again Tim's Can't Wait for Christmas episodes are about Leon Day. I'll put all the links in the show notes. So, since Leon is no else about backwards, this month's episode is the reverse of favourite Christmas songs, that being the worst Christmas songs. Welcome to episode 14. My name is Dwayne, and in this episode, I thought we would go through some of the worst Christmas songs as voted by you guys through the social media pages. Before I get into this, I would just like to say this is not intended to put any artists down, and in some cases, these could also appear in any top 5 Christmas song lists and even actually be someone's favourite song. These songs still bring in memories for people, and they still mean something to someone. But we do have to discuss them. You might find the origins of these songs just as interesting as the songs that you do love. If you Google Worst Christmas Songs Ever, some of the same songs appear in most of the bad Christmas song lists. But there seems to be two types of bad Christmas songs. The first list is actually classic songs that can also appear in any top favourite Christmas song list. And the second lists are just plain bad songs that get released and listened to for that season, and then disappear soon after the season, never to be heard from again. This would be where a lot of the modern pop artists that cover classics or even sing their own compositions come in. How many years have you heard the latest release one year, but not the next? For instance, Justin Bieber, Usher and Chris Brown. It doesn't matter if it's their own song or if they are guest singing on the artist songs, it's just them. I feel today's new songs, not covers, don't get a long life because there is no nostalgia behind them. Christmas is about nostalgia, which is why the old classics and some modern covers keep coming back year after year and are loved or hated by many. Either way, the nostalgia factor is there and I think that's the key to it. To get my data, I put out on the socials and a Christmas music Reddit page to hear what you guys, you know, the Christmas freaks, have to say on the matter. Well, the feedback was great, very interesting and surprising. So I've compiled the list and these songs will make up this month's top five. Starting with number five. All I want for Christmas is my two front. All I Want For Christmas Is My Two Front Teeth is a novelty Christmas song written in 1944 by Donald Yeta Gardner while teaching music at public schools in Smithtown, New York. He asked his second grade class what they wanted for Christmas and noticed that almost all of the students had at least one front tooth missing as they answered in a lisp. Gardner wrote the song in 30 minutes. In a 1995 interview, Gardner said, I was amazed at the way the silly little song was picked up by the whole country. The song was published in 1948 after an employee of Whitmark Music Company heard Gardner singing it at a music teacher's conference. The song was introduced in 1948 by singing group The Satisfiers on Perry Como's radio show and was originally recorded by Spike Jones and his City Slickers on December the 6th, 1947 with the lead vocal by George Rock. 
That version, released by RCA Victor, reached the top of the pop charts in 1948 and again in 1949. And the song has also been recorded by numerous other singers and performers, including Ray Stevens, George Strait, Danny Cade with the Andrew Sisters, Irby Green, The Platters, Dread Zeppelin, The Kelly Family, Nat King Cole, which is reportedly Gardner's favourite version, The Chipmunks, and the Hampton String Quartet, The Three Stooges, and Count Von Count of Sesame Street. So the version that you hear playing is by Spike Jones and his City Slickers. Number four. Wonderful Christmas Time is a Christmas song by Paul McCartney, and even though it's on this list, it actually enjoys significant Christmas time popularity around the world. McCartney plays all the instruments and sings all the vocals on this track. Following its release as a standalone single in the United Kingdom, Wonderful Christmas Time peaked at number 6 on the UK Singles Chart for the week ending the 5th of January 1980. In the United States, the single peaked at number 83 on the Cashbox Top 100 Singles Charts, and number 94 on the Record World Singles Chart, but did not chart on the Billboard Hot 100. Wonderful Christmas Time would not appear on the Hot 100 until December 2018 when it peaked at number 47. The song has also been covered by the Australian singer Kylie Minogue and British singer-songwriter Mika, covered for the song for Minogue's reissue Kylie's Christmas Snow Queen Edition 2016. Number three. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Mariah co-wrote the song with Walter Afanasieff and Columbia Records released it on November the 1st, 1994. It's the lead single from her fourth studio album and first holiday album, Merry Christmas. Not surprisingly, it is also the best-selling modern-day Christmas song. The song was commercially successful, topping the charts in Australia, Austria, Canada, the Czech Republic, Denmark, Finland, France, Hungary, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Portugal, Slovakia, Slovenia, Sweden and Switzerland while reaching number two in Japan, Germany and the United Kingdom. Number three in the United States and top ten in several other countries. With global sales of over 16 million copies, the song remains Carrie's biggest international success and is the tenth best-selling single of all time. I'll go into more detail on this song in a future episode. For the record, funnily enough, this is one of the songs I don't like. However, when I hear it coming over the speakers at a shop or over the radio, it actually makes it feel like the Christmas season though I can't stand listening to it. Number two. William's Last Christmas. Last Christmas was released on Epic Records in December 1984 on a double A-side with Everything She Wants. It was written and produced by George Michael. The song reached number one in Denmark, Slovenia and Sweden, 
and number two in eight countries as Belgium, Netherlands, Hungary, Ireland, Italy, Norway, New Zealand and United Kingdom. Wham donated all of their royalties to the Ethiopian famine. With Wham releasing a seasonal hit, meant there was going to be a war for the coveted number one spot on the UK charts over the Christmas period. However, there was another player. Frankie goes to Hollywood, who had achieved a third number one in early December with The Power of Love, but both were pipped at the post by Band-Aid's single written by Bob Geldof and Midjure, producing the number one single, Do They Know It's Christmas. Honourable Mention, The Twelve Days of Christmas. This one got a few votes, but nobody put in any specific version, so there are good versions like the Muppets, but uh, 12 Days of Christmas did pop up in the list, and as such, it just gets an honourable mention. I may go into more detail about this song in a future episode. Number one, and I am going to play a bit of it, so Tim, if you're listening, don't tune off, I apologise. It was almost Christmas time, and there I stood in another Christmas Shoes. And this is a Christmas theme song by the Christian vocal group New Song. And well, this song attracts a lot of negativity and hate, and no wonder it is number one on our list, as it also appeared on various worst Christmas songs lists as number one. And in 2011, the song was named the worst Christmas song ever by a survey on Jezebel.com. On December the 24th, 2008, internet critic Nostalgia Chick named this song the most disturbing and inescapable Christmas song. Three years later, she wrote a review of the TV movie, and what she found most insulting, as she states in both videos, it is the implication that God killed that woman because you didn't get the meaning of Christmas. Now, I urge you to watch an animated video of comedian Patton Oswald's performance at the Lisner Auditorium about the song and was posted on YouTube in November 2019. In it, Oswald refers to the song as a sick evening prayer. I'll play a sample of that here, and I'll put the link to the full video on the show notes. Um, Christmas has come and gone, but boy, one thing about Christmas will not leave me alone, and that is a song that they play at Christmas time. It is the eeriest most horrific Christmas song I've ever heard. And I like Christmas music. So I'm not against Christmas music. I'm against this dark, disturbing song, and it's called Christmas Shoes. And it's a... Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Jesus, God. The song is called Christmas Shoes, and it's by a Christian group called New Song, which I don't know why... Why would you name your group New Song? You're just going to be living in an Abbott Costello routine for the rest of your life. Yeah, we got a new song. By who? Exactly. What? So. Now we've come to a new segment that I'd like to entitle Christmas Fact or Fiction. So this month's question is both the Jackson 5 and Bruce Springsteen cracked the top five with versions of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Is that fact? Or is that fiction? Stay tuned to the end of the episode. I'll put the answer in there. Right, now on to the Great Tinsel Tunes Battle Royale for this month. We are the righteous. We are the virtuous. And we will not back down. Shields up. 
Stand strong. It is time to prepare for battle. It's, it's time, time for, for the Great, great Tinsel Tunes Battle 2019. Now for this month's Tinsel Tunes Battle Royale results. And the winner of round five is... Drumroll, please. Carol of the Bells, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I find the results for these very interesting, as in my mind I have what I would see as a clear winner. Uh, In this case, I thought Silver Bells by Johnny Mathis or Blue Christmas by Elvis uh, might have taken it out, but no. Carol of the Bells is very popular. It had 39% of the votes, and they move on to the finals. Thank you everyone again for voting. Uh, Each month our votes grow and it's more exciting as we get further towards the end of the year when the competition will really heat up. So let's find out who the contenders are for round six. Number one, Give Love on Christmas Day, the Jackson 5. Number two, Feliz Navidad by Jose Feliciano. Number three, Pretty Paper by Willie Nelson. Number four, Merry Merry Christmas Baby, Margot, Sylvia and the Tuneweavers. Number five, Frosty the Snowman by the Ronettes. Number six, Christmas Old Lang Syne by Bobby Darren. Number seven, Jingle Bells Instrumental by Booker T and the MGs. Number eight, Deck the Halls by Pentatonics. Number nine, I Believe in Father Christmas by Greg Lake. And number ten, The Twelve Pains of Christmas by Bob Rivers. So as usual, head over to our YouTube channel um, to have a listen to these and then head to the website to place your votes on your favourites. Now, as usual, you can vote as many times as you want through the month with the voting closing on the 20th of the month and the results will be announced in next month's episode. I'll try something a little bit different this month and every few days I'll post uh, one of these songs so you can have a listen on a day-to-day basis if you're unable to head over to YouTube to have a listen. Right, that just about does that for this month's episode. Uh, Don't forget to stay tuned to hear the answer for our fact or fiction question. Also, don't forget to send in your letters, your questions and your comments uh, for the for our anniversary episode in August. I'd love to read them out through the podcast. So send them through any of our social medias. You can contact me through there or send them through to tinseltunespodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear you, hear what you have to say and I'd love to answer your questions. And that's it again, we've come to the end of another episode. And as usual, I would love your feedback on it. Please leave me a comment on the website or send me an email at tinseltunespodcast at gmail.com. As usual, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes and Google Play and Podbean, as well as Play FM, and we are now on Spotify. Don't forget, we're also very social. Just do a search for Tinsel Tunes on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. In fact, if you leave a review on any of those platforms, I will send you a sticker. It is not the only way to get a sticker, however, because you can buy them through the merch store, but if you leave a review, I will send you one for free. Thanks for listening, and as always, remember, be excellent to each other, and rock on. All music use is either royalty-free, Creative Commons license, or used for commentary under fair use, and no copyright infringement is intended. And all links to relative songs are on our website. Now, the answer to the fact or fiction question, both the Jackson 5 and Bruce Springsteen cracked the top five with Virgins of Santa Claus is coming to town. The fact is wrong. Actually, 
neither did, despite the fact that the Jackson 5's Christmas record was the highest selling holiday record in 1970, its lead off version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town didn't even crack the charts. Perhaps sensing a void, Springsteen recorded a version of the E Street Band performing the tune in 1975 and sat on it for 10 years. It actually ended up on the B side of My Hometown, which stalled out at number 6.